Hello you lot and welcome back to When the Dust Settles. We had a really good response last week to my request for anyone that was interested in a 30 minute little chat with me over Zoom for nada zip zero pounds just to help us out with a course that we're putting together for people that want to do renovating and project managing themselves. I'm really keen to put something together that's going to truly truly help those embarking on projects themselves to not waste money and make the wrong decisions and to feel really really confident um, when they're doing their projects. To help me with that a few of you are taking some time to do a little Zoom chat with me and have some of your questions answered so I know what's going through your minds and what you're looking to find out before you start. So if anyone listening to this thinks, oh, I missed that last week, there's still time. I've still got a few spaces left to have a little chat for half an hour or so in Zoom or in person if you're local. I'll buy your coffee, gladly, to just ask away any questions you might have about doing renovations and I will be very happy to answer them. So... With that said, on to this week's topic, which is art. Art. Um, All sorts of art, really, because there are all sorts of art. I think we sometimes forget that there's all sorts of art because we go to these print shops a lot online, which are brilliant, they're affordable, and they've got lots of prints. But the thing is, is that these sorts of prints, mostly you'll find the same thing in every shop. And... I I would say they lack a little bit of soul. They're sort of like the Ikea of the art world a little bit. Like, they're affordable. They do the job. You will find some nice ones, but they just, they lack in a lot of other ways. So we're going to cover a few different things. Types of art, reminding you that there are different types of art. If you have been frequenting online poster shops, essentially. In fact, they're a bit, a little bit like, they're like the modern equivalent of, I don't know how old many of you guys are, but if you're as old as I am, which is firmly in the 40 club, you will probably remember in Woolworths or R-Price, a big R-Price, not a little R-Price, those poster racks and you could sort of flick through them like a book, these huge metal poster racks, and sometimes you would get your finger smacked between a couple of them and it really bloody hurt, and you would pick a poster of, like, Keanu Reeves in Point Break. That's what I had on my wall anyway. Anyway, I think these online poster shops are somewhat like that and look they have their place they have their place but there's a lot of other art out there and I think it's really important to support artists coming up through the ranks they're not as expensive as you might think they can still be prints or they can be originals and even originals a lovely some little original oil painting is probably more affordable than you think if you go directly to the artist then there's other things that you can put on your walls which we're going to go into in a minute and then we're going to go into hanging and sizing, and things like that. So, let's get started. So, firstly, I want to talk about the multitude of different things you can have on your wall and class it as art. I mean, you can frame most things for for one. It doesn't even have to be a flat picture let's not forget there are some amazing framers out there that can do amazing amazing things and I have thoughts on framing too I have some rather strong opinions on framing I'll talk about that in a minute so 
obviously you've got your bog standard print from wherever and framing can set that off a treat. Again, I'll go into framing in a minute. You've got your numbered prints, which will be from an artist, maybe from a gallery. They Numbered prints do fully have the ability to go up in value as well if you've got a small number like a one of 50 or a one of maybe 250 even even a one of 750 if it's a slightly bigger artist or an artist that gets a lot bigger if that print can be signed that's great as well so signed numbered prints are really good and I think that's a good place to start if you just want to transition into more of the art world that has been touched by the artist itself more the artist has chosen where that's being printed what type of paper it's being printed on you know if it's a nice like glisse print or something it's going to be on a lovely thick paper and you're going to see you're going to see how the paint has responded with the printing process it could be a block print which means that printing well some some is more likely to have been done even more by hand or a screen print as well where the colored print parts have been kind of how to explain they've been cut out of blocked out from a bit of material the material lets the ink through and then the sort of paper part plasticky paper part on top of it doesn't and they have to go through a series of different colors with the different stencils as as it were I suppose is the best way to explain it with a squeegee to create and build up these these lovely prints and they're still prints but they very much have a hand quality and you can see sometimes little defects or little bits of running and I love that to me that makes something look more what's the word more artisan I suppose I like I like seeing that things have been touched by a person or or there's some sort of showing of the creative process within there. Now, they're all prints. You won't see any brush marks on on any of that. And, And then obviously the other sort of affordable, well, affordable depending on what artist it is, but small oil paintings are absolutely lovely. They bring such texture. The light plays off them. I love an oil painting in a kitchen. I love an oil painting in a bathroom. You don't always expect to see them there. And that's why they work so well. Little oil paintings are really lovely too. And then obviously you've got your charcoal, you've got watercolours, inks, and all sorts of things like that. Artistic materials, and then also the artistic styles. So, you know, don't forget things like sketches. Sketches can be really lovely to break up a more sort of heavy artwork collection. Studies in ink, things like that, give a lot of movement to a wall often. Writing, there's there's some artwork that uses writing a lot and not sort of live, love, laugh, written in a poster on your wall kind of almost abstract writing. Some of that looks really good. And this is sort of away from massively abstract stuff as well, you know, like these textured, abstract paint, big, big canvases that we see a lot of now that you can get on Etsy. If you're looking for something like that, have a look on Etsy. It's probably the best place you're going to find it with the sort of floating frame and it's much of a muchness and fits into every single neutral decor. They have their time and their place, but 
I think they're a little bit overdone now and I don't think they they bring much. I think they're sort of, I don't think they're that inspired. I mean, you might have completely different thoughts to me and that's what's so wonderful about art is that it's enormously subjective and there's something for all of us. So if you really love them, then that is great. Head to Etsy, you'll find them there or buy yourself some paint texturizer and mix it in with your paint and make it yourself because I think that is the kind of thing that you can 100% make yourself. And then also there's things like your kid's art. That, framed correctly, is going to make a wonderful piece of artwork. Or little mementos. I don't know, I've got a little leaf framed. And I don't really know why I framed it. I just, it fell one day literally into my hand. And I thought, that is the perfect shaped leaf. I'm going to keep it. And then one day I put it in a frame. I've got my husband's place card from our wedding in a frame. Um, So like I say, you can frame loads of things. And I think when it comes to hanging things on your wall, making gallery walls or filling little spaces or unusual spaces or even shelves, let's not forget, we can put paintings and things at the back of shelves, leaning at the back of shelves, things like that as well, or even just on shelves like you would do a picture frame. But I think it's really nice to have a collection of different forms and types of art fabric is lovely to frame as well silk scarves that have lovely patterns to them that looks really cool as well letters are lovely they look really nice framed things with a bit of texture with something going on and when you mix all this together it just brings such a richness to a room or a wall it really gives people coming around to your house as well something to look at it gives a talking point And it brings lovely memories and thoughts together of where you might have bought the piece, the artist who you may have bought it from, or the time your your child drew that strange bus. God knows. My child draws quite scarily good faces, actually, at the minute. But they look very abstract, and I really like them, and I fully intend to get some of those framed. So I think the main message I'm saying here is look outside the box for things to put on your walls. And you'll really feel the difference. Also, and antique stuff, you know, go look around, look at the auctions, look at the bric-a-brac shops. You can always reframe things, or you can always get things and then just use the frame and take out what's in it and put something back in it that that you want in it. So you've got a good idea on what different things you want framed and some things that may already have been framed. But there are things that you haven't had framed yet. Maybe some of them are 3D. Maybe some of them can't go in a flat frame. Maybe they need something a little different. And and so you, you embark on looking for a framing solution. Now, I would say, and I would urge you to get every single piece of artwork that you have got framed properly. It's not going to be cheap. But the difference is astounding. I feel like I want to start a movement, an anti-IKEA frame movement. I know I've like bashed IKEA twice now in this podcast already. I'm sorry. IKEA like 100% has a time and a place. 100% has a time and a place. And certain things they do are excellent value and they have some excellent ideas and they're brilliant for the interim and et cetera, et cetera. But the white Ikea frame, the gold Ikea frame, the black slim Ikea frame, I'm just so over it. 
it does nothing for the artwork that's in the frame and it's just it's just so lackluster and I think we can do better so your local framing shop or even if you've found a frame that you can bring back to life you can restore yourself maybe you can paint it you can find backing and you can find oh god what's the word mounts you can find mounts online if you make sure you get your measurements really good um but framers will obviously have a lot of different mounts they'll have so many different ideas and tips and tricks and things like that for you they can frame almost anything and it's amazing actually how much the color of a mount and a frame well actually it's not amazing it's fucking obvious <laughs> really when you think about it to be extraordinarily blunt about the situation how much amount and a frame the color of them and what's going on there is going to affect the artwork in it I mean it can flatten something or it can absolutely bring it to life you can p- pick out exactly what you want to shine in that piece of artwork by putting some thought into the mount and the frame and also like I say framers can frame anything they can do you box frames they can do 3d frames they can do things that sit on their own table if you've got something that big that you want framed with a glass full glass surround they can do some really amazing things and i urge you even if you only make it a long-term project and you do two or three bits of your artwork a year until they're all done one by one get them framed properly and they're just they'll look with with framed properly and also with some thought put in and they will look a hundred times it'll just do every decision in artwork you've made justice and then once you've got them framed properly or you're in the process of let's talk about hanging so it's a general rule and I'm not talking about gallery walls right now but I kind of feel like I've fallen out of love with gallery walls a little bit the typical gallery walls of like you know mix mash of all these frames together they definitely have their place but I think artwork really you want to think about it belonging to certain items of furniture and certain places on the wall rather than just having one wall with like a load of your artwork poised equidistance away from one another I think um, I think that's hard to get right I know there's a load of Pinterest examples of how to hang it and what have you, and you can do things online that will give you ideas, but it's I think it's just hard to get it right. There are times you can get it right. If there's one feature wall, I think a cluster, a cluster of frames that belong to something is much better than just like a bog-standard gallery wall shoved somewhere. And so with that in mind, what you want to remember is that the artwork generally highlights what is below it. So what it kind of belongs to. And that is one of the reasons why we don't hang anything too high over certain items of furniture. You don't want a piece of artwork floating in the middle of nothingness, unless it's sort of huge um, and takes up the whole wall. It doesn't really do itself much justice again if it doesn't have something it's sort of tied to and then the whole thing becomes a picture in itself a moment in itself whatever that artwork is is tied with it will highlight that and then that in turn will highlight the artwork and it will look intentional rather than just 
you've thrown a load of pictures out there and they've landed where they've landed. Scale plays a really important part too. You can go for really little dinky dinky things that's that are very much their own moment again in a dinky dinky little place or with or with a lot of space around them on purpose to highlight that scale difference. Or you can get something enormous that takes up the whole wall. Don't be scared of big artwork. I think the worst thing is the middle place. Go big or go small to sort of fill a space. There's nothing worse than something that's sort of this weird in-between little A4 or A3 picture just on its own on a wall. I don't think that has ever looked very good. I don't think it it does anything much justice and and it invariably ends up being wonky too which looks like even worse. Fill the spaces that you have. Give most areas something and something that fits that size of wall in the space that you've got left and is married to the piece of furniture that's with it or the rad or the fireplace whatever's going on below and when you're hanging you want them at eye level you want the main uh unless obviously you've got some mammoth you know hall or whatever then the the sort of rules as it were go off a bit but you want them at eye level the the kind of center of the picture or the main um focal point of the picture you want roughly eye level is a good is a good rule of thumb there for for hanging height and then above furniture items and stuff about 17 odd centimeters 17 19 odd centimeters above what they are below and and don't forget you can put things in front of artwork as well you can layer artwork in just because you have a picture on a wall it doesn't mean you can't have a lamp in front of it it doesn't mean you can't layer other things in there with it and it works with everything else rather than just on its own similarly don't be afraid to hang artwork on wallpapered walls that can look really, really great. Talking about sizes and the artwork uh, being linked to bits of furniture as well. With regards to the size that will go with items of furniture, you want around two to three thirds of the width of the furniture below it. It's sort of like the same rough rules as maybe a coffee table to a sofa. So if, let's say, you have a chest of drawers that's a metre wide then you want your artwork to be like 70 centimetres wide, basically. You can also make that width up from more than one piece of artwork, remember. So you can have two together. If you find something that you absolutely love, but it's not um, the right width, then you can either get something similar to match or even slightly different size, because don't forget, your framing is going to play your part there. So you can frame one with a small amount and one with a much large amount to make them create the uh, space on the wall that you want your artwork to use up. Because bear in mind, two or more pieces of artwork count as one group of artwork. So it's going to be the combined width of all your work, artwork together. It doesn't have to be just one piece of artwork. Because also think about it, if around your house you just had all these big blocks of artwork, it's not much interest there. It's going to feel a bit blocky, for want of a better word. It's not going to feel as curated as it could with sort of difference and eye interest going on. 
Also, really don't be scared to just get it up there, you know. Worst that's going to happen is you're going to make a bit of a hole in the wall and uh, you can just cover that up with a bit of filler and then paint it over again if you change your mind. Depending on how big your artwork is, you can use those sticky, sticky hanging things. They, they can be good for smaller pieces, but otherwise you can obviously use a normal screw situation. And there's loads of examples online you can find about how to hang things evenly and tricks and things of the trade like using pieces of string to get your width and finding out where to put your nails and things like that or screws rather but also don't forget there are people that do professional picture hanging they have all the gubbins um for hanging everything that you would want and they can even repair things on site uh all sorts and they'll put everything up for you difficult things to hang really large heavy things that you might not be that confident hanging and they can give you advice as well because that is their job um have a look for picture hanging services in your area if you've only got a small amount to hang it will be a bit expensive but if you've got a fair bit to hang the price kind of works itself out i i personally think it's a really good service and is definitely worth its weight if you've got some older frames as well that might need a little bit of TLC or something that's really heavy or a bit tricky to hang yourself. Or if you're hanging something, if you're hanging things in difficult places like hallways, over the stairs, anything a bit higher up, stuff like that. Now the subject of your artwork is obviously very much down to you. Again, it's subjective. No one likes the same thing and thank God we don't all like the same thing. That's a very, very, very positive thing. But what I would suggest is not to get artwork that's all the same subject matter or all the same material, art art material done in the same way. So don't just get photography or just get prints or don't just get abstracts. Try and have a mixture of figurative, abstract still life still life is really in at the moment actually I'm really glad that it's sort of coming back a bit I mean in some places it hasn't really gone anywhere but it's coming quite mainstream this sort of still life oil paintings pictures which I really love because I really appreciate the technique and the skill in oil painting and a still life is a really good way to show that off so um, I feel like there's a lot of interest in detail. It's nice having a piece of artwork that you could look at for quite a while. Do you think about lighting your artwork as well? A picture light above a piece of artwork, again, it changes the whole scene. And it doesn't have to just be a picture light. And you don't have to always think about wiring either. There are some great picture lights you can actually get online now maybe in shops too, but I've seen them online, that are battery operated and you can just put them on the wall and they're actually really lovely. They don't look cheap. You can get brass ones, you can get silver ones, you can get black ones. Take a look at that. You can also have directional spots pointing towards artwork or specific sort of out of the wall spotlights to highlight artwork too. If you've got a really large piece of artwork, then and and it's in in its own whole space on the wall, then you can think about an uplighter situation as well, uh, which might be quite cool and a little bit different. Don't forget, lighting can be artwork in a way too. That can be something a little bit different. I mean, the the neon signs, they've had their day a little bit now. They're quite sort of Notting Hill, Cape Moss flat, but I do think they have a place and time too, and they can actually look 
pretty cool between artwork if you want to switch something up a bit and make it look a bit funky, to use a word that makes me feel like a parent. <laughs> and appreciate. It's a great way to bring colour into your home as well, Different the different subject matter of artwork. And you can go a bit bolder in the colour of the artwork even and then just pick it up in small places throughout the room if you don't want to go crazy crazy in in the kitchen and I think in the kitchen what am I talking about in that specific room I was looking at my kitchen cabinets while I was saying that but but over uh, more over art it needs to be something that you love and something that you collect and over time ideally you can get a lovely collection you can keep switching it around and maybe sometimes you'll put pieces in the garage and they won't come out for a couple of years and then you'll move to a next house or you'll redo a different room and then you'll put it up there maybe you'll fall out of love with something but you'll keep it and then you'll fall back in love or maybe your kid will be like I remember that when I was younger I'd love it in my flat like see it as a labor of love a real a real thing to collect and there are some great places as well to find new artists um, to keep an eye. Obviously, Instagram is a great one. You'll find a lot of things on there. Things like Bassey Arts Fair is good. The Affordable Arts Fair is really good. And I'm sure wherever you are in the UK, there'll be something fairly near to you that supports up-and-coming artists. And it's a lovely thing to do to support up-and-coming artists as well because you never know where they might go, what might happen to them. And um, you're supporting a, a passion, which is truly lovely. And you've got something in your home that's been created with passion, framed perfectly and been given the perfect position so I urge you to start an art collection be an art collector that's quite a nice title anyone can be an art collector I think that's lovely I think we should all be art collectors in each form of the things that we have for our home it's lovely to feel like you're surrounded with the energies of the effort that's been put into things in in your home I think they do have a different sort of feel about them than something that's just been printed out in a big printing press somewhere and been put into a frame that's been made en masse in wherever and shipped over to be warehoused and then whatever so yeah there's my challenge in fact I would love to see if you guys are on the Facebook group or whatever really I'd love to see your favorite bits of artwork that you've got at your home in your home or any artists that you think are really great, I might make a little list of them, in fact, because I think it's important to support these people. And you can do that and find me in the Facebook group, Ain't Nobody Like Homebody, or obviously on Instagram, Studio LFF. And if you want to hear more and see what we're chatting about next week, then please hit the follow button. If you enjoyed this podcast or others, please do give us a five-star rating. It really helps us build our audience um, and chat to more people, which we love doing. Enjoy your art hunt, and I'll speak to you next week. <laughs>